<laughs> hey guys, what's up? I'll tell you, um, tough night tonight, but you know, I'm not going to hang my head over that. I will tell you what, I did want to come on and talk a little bit about the Mountaineer-Baylor game. Um, first off, Chappie, Thursday nights at 8, Chaps Fantasy Chat. Thursday nights at 10, the other angle with Chappie and RC. Um, just thought I'd bring you this because, you know, I, I followed this team all year long. Oh, really, both of these teams um, all year long. And this game is as advertised. Give Baylor a lot of credit. They're a well-coached team. They um, they out executed down the stretch and uh, certainly deserve to um, to get the win there. So this Mountaineer fan is not going to be sitting here uh, griping too much. That said, <laughs> the precursor to um, <laughs> to the to the moaning, right? Yeah, awful awful called game on both ends, not just on on West Virginia's end. Um, it, it seemed like almost all night the uh, the charges were blocks, the blocks were charges. I don't think the refs got that wrong or right one time all night. Uh, you hate to see the game basically decided on a, on a charge. I would have rather that just been a no call and let the game play through. But, you know, it, it's awful hard to sit there and, um, and justify, you know, we could – this this was the ultimate result of the the, the game because it really wasn't. Uh, I, I'll tell you just some takeaways from from the game initially. Um, Baylor's lights out. They shoot the ball so well. Now in the second half, they started the legs started getting to them a little bit, and uh, it really showed because they were coming up short on a lot of their shots. And I thought WVU really had a chance to take advantage of that. But um, you know the, the, the Baylor's resilient and. Um, you know they executed at the end, uh, and 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 not that WVU didn't. They certainly did. I tell you, Gabe was a boy and fouling out was huge. When when that happened, when he fouled out, it really was tough for West Virginia to match um, them defensively. They're so good from the outside. The the shots that they were taking, it looked like they were be uncontested or would be contested. Um, they weren't, and they were just able to hit three after three after three. They shot forty one point nine percent from the three point line for the game, and fifty one point four from the field goal from the from the game. So it, it's really hard to, I mean, other than defensively, right? That that's one thing that you know maybe. Um, but but I'll tell you. There for about a 10-minute spurt in the second half, I felt like that was West Virginia's best defensive effort um, maybe all year. So, uh, again, uh, the, the thing – this is a really good battle test for both of these teams. Um, you know, obviously, the, the you'll hear all about Baylor's not having won a conference championship in 70 years, and, you know, that deserves to get some, some positive accolades for that. I'll give them all the credit for that. But but I'll tell you the thing you really impressed me um, with this game was was the resiliency of the Mountaineers. You know, Baylor jumps out to a twelve two lead, um, and and W doesn't give up. They, they you know Huggins calls a timeout. They come in, they adjust a few things. The first half it was McNeil and, and it was uh, Sherman who who were um, effective. And you know, uh, of course, I'd say Jalen Bridges had a big game as a freshman. He, I, I could recall the one big three pointer that he hit was really impressive um, at a big time. But, but you know, Sean McNeil to me, McNeil and Sherman are as good a two guard combo as there is in the country, and I think they proved that tonight. Um, 
you know, again, I, the physicality of Baylor, even coming off of COVID, was really something to behold. It was really impressive. So I, I, I hope I hope we can see this game two more times. Um, this, to me, this is a Final Four type of game. Um, you, you always hate to lose. You always hate to lose. But um, w- when you have players on the floor, the caliber of what was on the floor tonight, nobody loses. Nobody loses. Uh, you know, um, again, I, I thought they did a real good job um, on on Culver. He he didn't he didn't look in his game all night long. And credit credit Baylor's big guys. They threw a couple big guys at him and uh, really were you know. Culver doesn't go up strong very well. He he tends to um to to want to finesse a little bit, and I think that hurts him sometimes. And I think that Mark Few took advantage of that tonight with those big physical guys. Uh, you know, Teague. I, you always forget about Teague, and um, of course, Mayor Mayor is probably the, the deciding factor in the game. Eighteen points, four steals. Jared Butler, twenty five points, six assists. Dave Mitch was a really good ball player. I mean, this is, you know, really stepped it up when Butler fouled out. Uh, really big game for him. And, and of course, like I said, the two guards for, for the for the Mountaineers, uh, well, the three guards, uh, McBride, Sherman, and McNeil, were lights out. So, I, I'll tell you, hopefully next weekend we're talking about this game again. And, um, you know, again, I, I – Gabo Saboyan fouling out to me is the key to that game. That's the reason why Baylor was able to pull it, because Baylor didn't have an, an answer for him. Um, if they sagged the defense down and didn't guard him, he would just simply take a dribble, find the open man, and then set a pick for them to shoot. If they guarded him, he's longer and more physical than the opponent was, um, was that was guarding him. He was just a mismatch for anybody that Baylor had. So it'll be interesting to see if we play that game again next week, um, if Osaboy can – and it's weird to say because everybody talks about how good Culver is. Uh, and he is. He, he just doesn't match up well in, in this in this matchup. And, and I think that's that's the one thing Huggins has this year um, that he hasn't had in years past. He has options. Um, uh, again, you know, you look at the Mountaineers have done, I think this is the second or third game they've lost. Since they um, lost uh, Oscar Sheboy January 2nd, they've beaten um, seven or eight ranked teams now. They have a week where they'll now see TCU and Oklahoma State, who's playing really good basketball, an opportunity to kind of get this bad taste out of their mouth um, and, and go from there, right? So, yeah, it, it's, it's always hard after a loss. And, you know, it's it's hard not to make excuses. I'm not going to make excuses. Credit the Baylor Bears. But in the end, we'll see them again next week. And a game like this just builds confidence. It builds character. And it build, builds poise. And the Mountaineers have seen a lot of that this year. So that's really all I have. I did want to plug the show a little bit. I'll be on Thursday and talk about middle infielders at 8 o'clock. And then at 10 o'clock, we will talk more about this game. And quite probably we'll be talking about the TCU game as well. That's me and RC, the other angle. Um, of course, always like and subscribe so that you get all the draft for upside, all of iLogic Media's great content. We've got a bunch of great content contributors over there, all working their tail off to give you quality product. So hope you guys enjoy the game. 
Um, watching Illinois really take it to Michigan right now. Did not see this one coming. Ten minutes left. It is a 23-point game. Illinois is up. So I, I guess I'm going to take a little bit of um, joy in that happening. Um, not that I really dislike either of these teams. Um, I just feel like uh, – well, honestly, I feel like Baylor's the best team in the country. We've played Baylor. We've played Gonzaga. I feel like Baylor's the best team in the country. So I don't feel Michigan is in that tier. I, they're a clear number three, but but I don't feel they're in that tier. So it's nice to see Illinois um, really kind of taking up to them here. So anyway, come back and join me on Thursday. Listen to all the good content contributors we have here at Draft for Upside, iLogic Media. Um, thanks for jumping on with me. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Chappie, good night.